0: Welcome to part two of this podcast with Natalie Moon and Mandy Wadley. We talk about some really interesting things that I think you're going to love here. First, we get into a conversation about connecting with God and how he tries to reach and and call for our heart. We then talk about our ancestors and how we connect with them. Ends up being a great conversation. I think that Natalie and Mandy have a lot to say on the subject, and I, I think you're going to enjoy it. Lindsay, we you had a few other things that you wanted to go into as well. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, Natalie had mentioned that one of her areas of expertise is overthinking.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is a good one.
1: <laughs> and, and, you bet your um, bottom dollar. <laughs> and I'm sure some of that goes into...
0: Did you overthink the question? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have no the idea. Yes, we did. <laughs> I, oh, you have no
2: idea.
1: Well, I feel like that's something that so many can relate to. And a lot of times that, mm-hmm. you know, also can include anxiety and mm-hmm, those things yeah. that are hard. Um. So I was just wondering, I feel like you are, you may not feel it, but I look to you as a really good example of how to deal with those things. Mm-hmm. You, you've figured out. I don't know you, you you seem to have figured out at least things that are able to help you. Um, mm. if you could share that
3: to how to help the overthinking, yeah
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, see, my overthinking runs in overdrive pretty much twenty four seven, and thanks to a sister of ours that kind of started getting into how to help control your thoughts, um, she kind of introduced me to a whole new world of of um thought work and how to reel that in a little bit and so um people like Brené Brown I already mentioned her and Jody Moore or I don't know those are all people that I listen to on podcasts that have helped me to recognize my overthinking and help me to rein that in I wish I could come up with some specific strategies to share with you um, but I have to think I'm going to have to over
1: <laughs> I'm gonna have to overthink that one for a minute. And and maybe I <clears throat> obviously overthinking is not the same as anxiety, but mm-hmm. I know like in the past, you're really good at like when you're having those struggles with anxiety here, mm-hmm. you are very intentional with, you know, getting up and getting your exercise or yeah. scripture study. Okay. Uh-huh. Or,
3: yeah. So that is definitely something that um absolutely if, if I am having an anxious day. I know that I have to do things very intentionally that day. Yeah. So in that day, I will get up and I'll move my body because it's like a little pharmacy in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when I get moving, then my body's getting what it needs and I feel so much better. And then, I don't know, it it, it actually works miracles for me. <laughs> so there's that and yeah see now i'm overthinking that i'm talking too much <laughs> no it's making you're me not, sweat you're not. um but women i feel like we just have that problem in the first place yeah. we really do i i even see it in my in my daughters too mm-hmm. i mean we just we just really overthink it a lot and, and we kind of touched on this before we started but i really think it's because we are so aware of women naturally i feel like are nurturers and so we are so aware of trying to nurture Mm -hmm. everyone it's hard not to overthink because you just want to take care of everybody (laughs) (laughs) you just want to make sure everybody's okay and every everybody's seen and heard and and i don't know i
4: think i've listened to jody Moore a few times and i i really like how she kind of coaches people through into like you were saying intentionally thinking about your thinking yes mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like if that mm-hmm. even makes sense but to really <laughs> examine like what are the thoughts that you're having how what does that imply um into what you're doing mm-hmm. and then does that serve you yes mm-hmm. and if it doesn't serve you then you need to re-examine what you're thinking mm-hmm. you know and go back and say okay well I'm I'm thinking way too hard about this thing. I'm putting too many other people's emotions into it that I don't even know about. You know, and mm-hmm. I'm just making assumptions. Assumption. I need to go back to what are facts and kind of sit down and think about that. And I think that's one of the steps that she puts out there really well. That it sounds like you're already doing that, like trying to be in, really intentional about yeah. what you're thinking and what you're doing that day to kind of focus yes. and, and bring it from going crazy
3: and wild. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah.
0: Have you read uh, Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart yet?
3: No, but I—I I, you are not the first person that's brought this up, which Did. tells me that I need to read it. you want a copy? Because
0: I got one. You do, best. actually? Yeah,
3: I'll give it to you. I would love to, that. Yeah. Please.
0: Yeah. So okay. that was, I, we were just thinking about naming emotions, and that's a book that really helped me.
3: Okay, Atlas yeah. of the Heart. Yep. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'll go grab it while we're uh, talking, but... I I actually just chiming in as like a guy here. I I don't want to dominate this conversation. I don't think it's right to. But I I did have this conversation with Camille. We were just joking. It's like a common conversation, man. Like you you talk about how your wife can't decide on where to eat, right?
3: Oh, there's so many memes about that. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what ways do you want?
0: to ways to like trick your wife too into like saying what she wants, right? Um definitely use those, but it, it, it We were kind of joking along and she was going with it. And then she said, you know why we do that? And I was like, why? And she said, because we're not just thinking about us. We're thinking about every single other person that's going into that restaurant. And are they having a good time? And is this a good experience? And is it worthwhile for them? And I was like, oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't bugged her about it. (laughs) In fact, I think naming that. As, as a husband, is a way that I can be more kind and thoughtful in, in helping and in, instead of contributing to the overthinking. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I know this is coming from a good place.
1: Yeah. It's funny because I, I feel like it's often labeled as like, oh, you're just in, un, indecisive. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Undec- and it's if, if it was just me, I could pick where I want to go right Absolutely. away. I would that's not be problem. going back and forth. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But it really is. If there's more people involved, it's like I don't want to be the one that picks and then someone else. is. And I that, know. that seems like such a trivial thing. But it's like that, not just with restaurants, with so many and, things, mm-hmm. with how you're where you take your kids, what you do that day, the, cho- the choices you make and how you're going to respond in this situation. And yeah, I don't know. So it's it's just on overdrive. Yep. Mm-hmm it's what we do best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um I also had a question for Mandy that mm-hmm. um okay. kind of goes with your um role of being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hmm. Um you talked a little bit about the paintings that Elder Uchtdorf spoke of, the impressionist paintings oh, sure. and the dots of color like your yeah. testimony When want yeah kind of explain that?
2: Yeah, it was something that he said in conference of, I don't know years ago probably and I'm Pretty sure it was President Omdorf, or at the time, I he talked about impressionist paintings and how when you look at it close up, it's just lots of little dots of color, but when you stand back, it looks like it's a beautiful painting, and I, that applies in so many situations. But for me, it's um, in in this case, I was talking about my testimony and how I developed my testimony of Jesus Christ and of the gospel. And it's, I think we can all relate to it. It's every, it's making those daily choices. It's its not usually one really big, overwhelming experience. It's the choices that we make every day to do the little things that then build and build into something really beautiful.
1: I love that. I feel like maybe as, as kids, I know for me growing up, it always felt like you'd you'd hear mm-hmm. a story of someone that had something big and yes. think that's how that's oh, how your testimony yep. grows. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of waiting mm-hmm. for that big yep. thing to just yeah. appear or happen. And yeah. I I feel like I very much relate to this. But it's just, yes. it really is all those little mm-hmm. things.
3: By small and simple things this is kind of what it makes me yeah. think of. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I don't know if I've ever... I. I don't remember Elder Uldorff speaking about that, but oh, I <clears throat> really cool. love What's that. that? <laughs> and add it to it later.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. I, I, I think you guys are right. Like people really are kind of waiting for that big like aha mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, and I, I think that it's nice to be able to recognize the small moments when God is just speaking to your heart, and it doesn't even have to be like anything. Crazy. I d- I remember when I was younger, I didn't really realize what it was, but like sitting at girls' camp, and we'd be having a spiritual moment, yeah. and all of a sudden the wind comes through the trees, mm-hmm. you know, and just recognizing that that God can do little things, you know, that that just add up into something so big and beautiful, like like a painting would be. I like that. It's yeah. um,
2: it's from a talk that he gave to. Single adults in January of 2018 called "Commit to Christ, Follow His Path." Okay, It's where he talks about. You. Have to check that out.
0: Actually, because it was an area I've been studying a lot, and I w- I've already pitched this book on the show before. But for anybody's husbands, I, I who's trying to discover their heart, I think "Wild at Heart" is an awesome book. It's it's a Christian author that I really enjoy, but hmm. just it talks about how God like Tina was saying, seeks us out and seeks our heart. And he's not this cold and callous kind of unknowable being. He He's passionate. He loves. He shares beauty with us. Mm-hmm. He cares about our hearts and what's special to us. Mm -hmm. And there are those tiny little moments. Like you said, it's not a big earth shattering one. And if it is, honestly, if you learn from the scriptures, you're probably kind of in trouble, man. (laughs) Like like, that kind of thing usually happens to people who are not doing the right thing. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Uh, It's stuck.
4: So I was kind of thinking about something that that Natalie put in that just stuck out to me. It kind of fits in the same realm too, mm-hmm. um, where you were talking about how um, Heavenly Father's put people in your life when you needed them, and that your prayers were answered in creative and personal ways.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. and
4: I think that that is something that people are really seeking, like that understanding how God is so personal for them. So maybe you could talk a little more <coughs> about
3: that. Yeah. So I feel like. We almost have the choice to choose how we're going to let God in. We can, you know, that wind through the trees that you were talking about. You could have heard that wind blowing through the trees and been, you know, not thought twice about it. But you, but your thoughts went to, oh, God can, is so amazing. He can do whatever he wants to do. And you chose to let that settle there in that way. Um, So, an example is, in our family, we really like George Strait. (laughs) It's true. Old man country singer. And it's been so interesting to me. God knows that about us. He knows that about me, that that a, a song like that is almost nostalgic when it comes on the radio, and it brings up a lot of feelings of love and happiness and growing up in our home. And it never fails. I'll be driving in the car, and if I have something on my mind that feels heavy or, um, you know, just something that I'm wondering about or questioning, a George Strait song will come on the radio. And I could dismiss that as being coincidental. But I believe we have the chance or the choice to believe it as something from God, as a, a personal touch from him of saying i know you personally and i know that this would this particular song on the radio would mean something to you right now so here you go Mm -hmm. and we can choose to believe it as such we can take those little moments you know if if those sunsets or those sunrises are what speak to you then choose to believe that it's from god because it is It is from God, and you can choose to believe that it was meant for you because it is meant for you. You are meant to see those sunrises and those sunsets, and um, there are things all around us that are meant for you. And we just have to tap into that. They're there waiting for us. Those those love notes, those personal touches from heaven are there all around. And we just have to choose to believe it.
1: Yeah. I think uh, Elder Bednar gave a talk called Tender Mercies a while ago. That yeah. if, That's kind of how I think of those, right? Yeah. Like, and if we can actually recognize those, how much better our day goes, how mm-hmm. much better we treat others, how much more we are reminded that we're children of God. Yeah.
0: yeah. I actually had one that I'm going to bring because Owen's sitting here with mm-hmm. us. I actually shared this as part of my talk last week because we were talking about okay. um, moments that God calls your heart. Okay. And I, I shared a story from Owen when he was having a pretty stinking bad day at school. And Owen, why don't you tell us more about that day?
5: Yeah, I was having a pretty bad day like at school worrying about a lot of stuff. Uh, but we were doing like kind of a reading game at school which I remembered that I always like really liked and it brought me joy uh, and you to had to just, be like, picked at random resource.
0: for it too right
5: yes I believe okay. so um so I said a prayer and I was like God if you're really there please let me be picked um next for this game it would bring me <laughs> joy at this moment um and then I got picked next but now that I kind of think back at it as like, kind, I don't know how to say this. It's like kind of dumb, but it probably joy at the moment. <laughs> it's dumb so, at all. No,
2: not dumb at all. It mm. was meant to be for you. Just like Natalie just said, that was very much on purpose. And that's a cool story.
1: Yeah. And to be able to recognize that that yep. really was Heavenly Father looking out for you because he knew you needed that at that moment. Yeah. Pretty I think he's cool. waiting for those moments to be like,
2: oh, you're ready for me now. Here, here it is. <laughs> yeah. He, he's yep. ready. He, he wanted
4: to He wanted to give you that moment. That's really neat. Yeah. I think the things that are important to you are important to him. Yeah. And
0: I, I think I shared that and wanted to because it is a perfect example of something you could brush off as like, yeah. well, that was a coincidence yeah. or it was a, such a small thing. But, you know, if you're in that mindset, like Tina was saying and, and Natalie of being willing to receive that love note, that message. Yeah. And it's one of those little dots in the mosaic. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And you made everyone cry, Owen, so yep. I'm pretty sure it wasn't a small thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: maybe it wasn't as dumb as I was. <laughs> no, doing. not at all. <laughs> Don't write that off. Mm-mm, mm-hmm. That's a big one. Yeah. I think they're all catching you, like, crying. <laughs> I don't, I don't, ple- I
0: don't kid get kid. pleasure in anybody crying except for Jordan when the Huskies lose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Those
0: tears give me strength. And unfortunately,
1: that did not happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
5: <laughs> is, yeah,
1: we'll see what next, next season
3: brings. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, no. I got in trouble, actually, in an interview. I, should I say this on here? Yeah, I don't know what, You can uh, always cut it out later. I'll cut it out later. <laughs> I What's think somebody head? just overheard me like they were talking. I was I think like somebody was interviewing or something like that. And uh, I was just talking and I was like, you know, they were. They said, you know, how do you feel if Jordan's upset when the Huskies lose? Do you kind of talk it out because you're friends? And I was like, Jordan's tears give me power. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: they, they make me strong. They make <laughs> me strong. <laughs> and then the interviewee was like, what is going on here? Well, I had to explain later, like, you know, we have this whole like, oh, thing. Man.
3: There's a thing. Yeah, it there's a go, thing. Go. You're probably not a part of it. It fine. does go both ways. It's, oh, yeah. It goes both ways. Yeah, it does go both ways. The tears then, of the ducks give Jordan yeah, power, yeah, for sure. I've
0: definitely strengthened him a lot this year. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, what else do we want to get into, Tina? You got what are the questions that you have?
4: I really like the question about what has been your favorite calling in the church mm. cause I I like hearing about people's favorite callings. Although I think that Natalie is a little bit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um. More power to you. We all <laughs> yeah. need them.
0: Are we cool doing a long episode, by the way? Is everybody good on time? Yeah. Right.
3: Okay. Oh, I wonder what time it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, I wrote down as my favorite callings were in the nursery and the primary music leader. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was like it's like both of my nightmares put together. Oh, <laughs> She's, she is the most <laughs> excellent primary music leader yes. I've witnessed. But nursery? You got to explain that <laughs> one. <Yeah.
3: laughs> i I mean, I don't... I, I don't like you mentioned earlier. The smells are not my favorite. I <laughs> I don't I don't like the smells and in, like, like the snot. You know the snot that comes out. But um, I just really love holding them, and I and I love that they're not mine <laughs> and that they get to go out the door at the end of the day. But I just get a love on them for an hour or whatever, and then out they go, and mm-hmm. you get to hear how they talk. That's true. Yeah. I haven't been a nursery leader since they.
2: Put us down to two hours instead of say, three.
3: That would make a pretty fair. big difference. Two hours, mm-hmm. two hours is a long yeah. time, but one hour and telling really you. Like more like
1: grandmas. She sounds yeah. like all the grandparents though. It like, <laughs> gets to hold them for an hour <laughs> yeah. and then send them, them
4: on back. Me. I, I mean, part of the problem might have been I was nursery leader when Emma was still in nursery. Oh, see, um, so you were in the thick of it already, in the middle. Yeah, no. Yeah, so so I'm out. More Mm babies. We like. I started on one lesson. I remember, and when I got back to that lesson, I realized it had been a year. And I was like, "Alan, get me out! (laughs) (laughs) I have been. I did my 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 hair like you told me, (laughs) and I'm "I'm done.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but Mandy's Mandy. What she said is. See, for me, I think that that would be really difficult, but she... Well, I think we're in different stages of life, yeah. too, <laughs> and
2: that makes a big difference. I've been in uh, Young Women's for about six years, and my kids, it's that's been perfect because I started when my oldest started Young Women's, really, kind of, and so I've been able to go through it with with my kids, which has been yeah. really neat, and I love that I've gotten to... our we do really our wards do really cool things we we take the kids on take them to fun places they get to experience some really fun things so it's just been the youth are fun to be with and we've just gotten mm-hmm. to do some cool stuff together so, you really have our wards yeah too. shout it, out to
3: all the ward yeah. leaders and third of and it. the
2: leaders are so fun like I, I, we, I get to go hang out with my friends too when we go <laughs> on all of our
4: camping trips and stuff so i mean it's really it's a great spot
3: yeah
4: question uh how, what are some other spots that you've been in and why would maybe your favorite spot be different for you? Does that make sense?
1: hmm
2: I think, I don't know, I feel like I've been in, mo- I think we've all kind of been in most of the spots. You sort of get moved around. I haven't really, Relief Society, I haven't really settled there. I I think, I've always been with the kids. So I think Relief Society would feel a little bit. That would be a, a hard transition for me, I think, just because i It would just change a lot, but it would be really cool. You get to learn a lot from each other. So that would be something that would be that would be interesting and fun. Um, Natalie went from Relief Society to primary. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think I think I've experienced most of it except Relief Society. Only I think my main Relief Society calling was when I was in college. Mm -hmm. And that's very different.
4: (laughs) So, So what is the youth calling like? What makes that so special for you?
2: I love the relationships that I get to build with the youth and um, get involved and watch them do what they love to do. It's fun to get involved with them personally. And um, I know Bishop Keeser is awesome about mm-hmm. that. He's really good about building those personal relationships and just letting mm-hmm. them see that we care about them and we know what's going on in their everyday life and to help them feel Loved and cared about. I I just love the personal relationships and to watch their testimonies grow. And I learn a lot from them. Yeah. I learn a lot about um the love that our Heavenly Father has for His children by watching what and learning and hearing the things that they're going through. Yeah.
4: It's, I it's love pretty. showing up at one of their sports activities. or something. Yes, like one of
2: their sports games, and they're like, "What are you? What doing? are you doing here?" Well, <laughs> I'm I kind of like you, and I kind of wanted like... to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm here
4: yeah. you. It's so fun. Yeah. It's so fun to do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Natalie,
4: same question. Oh what, well. What is it that makes it special for you to be in that? Because I know you just came from Relief Society president, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, now, what that, that transition me? like?
3: So. <laughs> I think that that transition. Um, there's something about being in primary that is just more of a natural home for me. I just, I just naturally. Mm-hmm know how to work with kids better than I know how to work with adult women, even though I am one. I don't know. I, I don't know. I. It's just something that I just naturally feel more at home in. So yeah, I just, I love, there's something about little kids that I just just uh, love on them. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I'm sending all my grandkids to your yeah. house. <laughs> my kids are too old now; no, not
5: little
0: anymore. Oh. I wanted to chime in for a second here too. Just we were talking about different callings, and we've overlapped in our callings. Uh, most recently, me with you, Mandy, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um, we. We talked before the show too about the role of women in the church, and there's so many things we could get into there. Um, but for me, I just I've really appreciated that over the last several years. Mm -hmm. I hope I know Amelia listens to podcasts, so I have to be careful here. Um, but (laughs) I just I've always appreciated Amelia DeLuna, for example. Um, I've always like secretly called her my third counselor in the bishopric, (laughs) yeah, because it's just different man like i i talk to her and we'll be in a group chat or we'll be trying to make a decision together and so many times she'll come out and say i'm seeing this from this conversation mm-hmm. that you might not be picking up on mm-hmm. and it's just cool getting that female perspective or do you want me to help you with this situation that you seem maybe a little uncomfortable with and so that's one of myriad ways that i have just seen the role of women in the church and the power of women so I just, I, I don't know what to say other than like, thank you, you know, <laughs> for being And I felt the same way with us working together, Mandy, like honestly. Oh, so you. I I just appreciate your perspective and, and support and in addition to what you do and you're calling yourself. I think you really help us as men to see things differently and, and notice our blind spots.
5: Thanks.
2: It's It's a fun spot to be in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: pause i mean mm-hmm. i could ask about sourdough but... <laughs> no nope. uh, we can <laughs> leave that out see, did you see that david just messaged no. natalie are you still doing sourdough is this something i should get into how much time does it take <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> literally like, i'll share my starters are
3: we answering
4: live questions enough? <laughs> yes
1: uh, <laughs> yes uh, also, uh, no. <laughs> that wouldn't be hilarious
0: a totally new dynamic like <laughs>
4: the member section right <laughs>
0: Should we should we talk about Ryan? I think mm. that would be I think we yeah. have to at some point. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Who wants to lead that off?
5: I don't know. I don't. <laughs> oh, you mean like. Question. Oh,
1: question. Let's yeah. yeah. OK. Yeah. Start. So you you guys have mentioned time and time again to me and to those that know you about your brother <laughs> <laughs> that um, I don't think either of you have met. Is that or I guess Mandy I was two when was he passed two. away. So I don't remember him. But but he's. Always seems like he's very much a part of your life. And so if you just maybe want to tell us about about him sure. and about um, what you've learned about about him and forever families. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Where do we start with with him? Ryan was the f- he's he came after me, so he was the fifth of seven. So then we have he it was me and then Ryan and then Molly and Natalie and I and I'm the fourth. He passed away when he was seven months old of SIDS. Our parents. And the gospel provided us the gift of knowledge that we would be with him forever. And I think every one of us can tell you that we've had our own personal experiences where we know, absolutely know that he's aware of us and working with his whole heart to help us while we're here and he's up there. We're told, Elder Holland talks about it, scriptures talk about it, that that these angels minister to us, and that they're more aware of what's going on in our lives than the people that are here, and that they are working diligently for our good, and and I know that, and have had many experiences to know that my brother is close to me, and I I cannot wait for the day that I get to see him physically in person, and wrap my arms around him and. And I'm sure we always say he's going to be like, oh my gosh, you guys, <laughs> my needy sisters. You <laughs> <the> just worst. <laughs> get yourselves under control yeah. <laughs> because they're so often. Like I, had,
0: I really had to check in on you a lot.
2: All the time. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're like. I think hopefully he's able to do some other good, but not just always watching over his, his sisters. But we are we are very grateful for him, and yes, he is very much a part of of who
3: we are. Yeah. he. um, So I mentioned in there, we all have a ring that we wear. Yep. Mandy has (laughs) hers on. I have mine. Okay. So all of Ryan's life, even after, well, he never celebrated a birthday on earth. So my parents, we've always celebrated Ryan's birthday every year that I ever can remember. And my mom would always have some sort of memento that she would buy that would signify a new a new year of ryan's life and but a couple years ago my sister molly had i want to get something for mom maybe something that ryan would have given mom for ryan's birthday Mm -hmm. and so she reached out to a friend of ours that makes jewelry and she said you, you know we're trying to get something for our mom for Ryan's birthday. Do you happen to have anything? And she said, well, yeah, I do. I have this ring. It's the stone in it is a, a blue Owyhee opal. And I no one's bought it. It's just here on hand. You could use that one. And, and so Molly typed it into Google. There's all stones. I don't know how people come up with what they mean or what their purpose is, but every stone has its own description of what it's supposed to to do for someone. The Owy- o- Owyhee Opal, when she Googled it, it came up, it's saying that it would strengthen the your connection with angels. Mm-hmm. Something like, I mean, it strengthen your connection with heavenly angels. It was the description of it. And Molly was like, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> the ring. We're meant to have it. It's meant to be moms. Mm-hmm. And so I guess hers was a necklace at the time. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, it was a necklace that she gave my mom. But since then, we've all decided, well, we want <laughs> we want want something with, mm-hmm. with Ryan to wear all the time. And so we've all since then gotten one. Mm-hmm. And it's called our Ryan ring. And my dad even has a little, mm-hmm. I think he actually got it put into, into his, a ring, into his ring, his wedding ring. Mm-hmm. He got it put into his. And we all now all have one. Mm-hmm. That's just a daily reminder, and they even for the grandkids this year. My parents gave each grandchild his birthstone on a either a necklace or a pendant for the boys. So,
2: and as hard as it is to lose someone that you love, it's been an incredible blessing to have this tie to heaven. This extra motivation to to see him and um, and and to feel that the To know that he's aware of us and that our is aware of us it's just it's an incredible gift and something that it really has shaped who we are mm-hmm. yeah. and our kids it's neat our kids have have learned that as well,
4: yeah, I think something that I came across recently that is uh that the angels speak with the power of the holy Ghost mm-hmm. right that's from the mm-hmm. scriptures, yeah, um is I think somebody pointed out that maybe. A lot of the times we feel the spirit is not just mm-hmm. the spirit. You know, maybe it's the people that are watching over us yes. and just putting in that whisper. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is for you. Yeah. I got you. I'm... I've, been, I've been watching. This is yeah. what you need right now. And and I feel that it brings us closer to those people, right? Like, I think about my grandparents mm-hmm. a lot when I think about mm-hmm. that. And I think that's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool.
2: 100%. Um. Yeah. I could go into the details with all of the different stories, but but just to say that, yes, I absolutely agree with you that, that they are there in those moments.
0: And maybe we should, you know, I'll give you guys a little breather here to think of things. But I wanted to share uh, something from the Young Adult magazine, and it says it's called The Blessings of Connecting with Our Ancestors. It's from 2021. And this, this story, it says a desire to help my grandma and this is about a young woman and her experience connecting with her ancestors and says, I was introduced to the church in the beginning of 2018. I love learning from the missionaries. And when they told me about the importance of family history and temple work, I wasn't surprised. I already knew that there was something important about learning about and serving family members who had gone before. Elder Dale G. Renlin of the Quorum of the 12 apostles explained family history and temple work is not only for the dead, but blesses the living as well. This is far more than an encouraged hobby because the ordinances of salvation are necessary for all of God's children. In hearing this, I was excited to keep learning about the gospel and to eventually do temple work for my ancestors and connect with them more. On November 1st, 2018, my family and I visited my grandma's memorial. I had known her very well in life and missed her since she passed away i was still learning about the church at the time and i was pretty positive that my grandma would have disagreed and discouraged my interest in the church if she were alive she had been very traditional in her religion so i was surprised when while standing in front of her grave and praying for her i got the distinct impression that she already knew the truths of the gospel of jesus christ I felt that she was proud of me because I had the opportunity to live my life. According to the Savior's example, I was stunned. So I thought that was a neat example there. And I, I wondered, we gave you a little time, all of you. Are there stories or examples of where you felt heaven connecting with you um, through your brother or through any other family members?
3: Many. <laughs> you want to start? Go ahead. I could share. I can be quick. I sh- two probably. One was when I was little. I mean, I was probably a year younger than Owen. I had just moved. Um, we hadn't moved. Sorry. This the school boundaries had changed, and so I was going into. I was going into fifth grade, but I was also going into a new school that I didn't. I didn't really know, and I was nervous and I was scared. I had. <laughs> A dream that um, I was in that hallway of that new school, and I had my backpack on, and um, Ryan showed up in the hallway, and it was just me and him. And he he asked, you know, how are you doing? And I said, I'm, I'm fine. You know, I'm just this little girl. And um, and he said, well, pull out your report card. Let's see how your how school going. And he sat and he looked at my report card, and he told me I was doing a good job. <laughs> and It was just a dream, but um, it was kind of all I needed was just a quick little boost of confidence, knowing that he was going to be with me in that new school. And I was little, but it was very impactful. The other one that I'll share was back when Sydney was born. She was born with a heart defect and had to have open heart surgery when she was three months old. And I remember the morning of that surgery. I woke up and didn't really sleep, so I can't say I woke up. I was just like open your eyes. I just opened my <laughs> eyes, and it was it was time to time to get the ball rolling for surgery and um, feeling very heavy and a little bit nervous about the outcome. But I I I sat up out of bed, and it was an, an immediate connection to heaven. I mean, I've I've never felt anything like it to this day um but it was i i swear i actually felt arms completely just squeezing my my whole self (laughs) and i knew who it was there was no question but it It was Ryan, and he was just there to tell me that he was there with me and with her, and it was going to be okay. And I was, again, it was just what I needed. Mm -hmm. You know, just a simple, small moment of of that, letting me know that it was going to be okay. And it was okay. Mm -hmm. You know, she was just fine. And... It was great, but he's, a, he's an awesome big brother. <laughs> 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 Takes care of us. He does take good care of us. Um,
0: Love that story, by the way. Yeah. Jordan Jordan told me that when we first met. Actually, is when I realized like it was going to be a special friendship because <laughs> we had just we were going on this medical you know retreat and we oh, just yes. barely met. And he's <laughs> like, I know we just met, but let me tell you this story about how my daughter needed heart surgery. And, and I was like, This is going to be a good friendship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. It is a good friendship, yeah. by the way. I approve. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one.
0: <laughs> Mandy, you had you had some stories too with Ryan. Um,
3: yeah. I
2: the there's been a handful The one that I will share is is that's pretty recent. I was just having a particularly hard day. I took myself for a drive. I didn't know where I was going, but I needed to be by myself so I could cry and not have my family worry about me, that <laughs> I'm like a puddle in my room. So I got in my car and I just started to drive with no idea where I was headed. Um, But I would, I drove past the cemetery over here off of Main Street. I don't know what it's called, but it's off kind of by 70, 72nd. Right over there? Yeah. And kind of last second, the cemetery has always been a place of peace for me because we we would go visit Ryan's grave often. And so I pulled in and I just it was it was a beautiful sunny day and I just didn't really know where I was going. But I saw a bench kind of off in the distance in the shade. So I drove up I drove up there and I parked there for a little while and um, I just prayed with everything in me. Um, about all the things that were happening and asking for peace and to not feel alone, I prayed there for a while, and then, after a little bit, I had the thought the I felt the words to get up and walk, walk behind me. and I stood up and I walked about five or six steps away, and there was a large uh. Headstone that said Ryan in really big words, and it was the last name of a of someone that had passed away in the uh, early two thousands. But the big name Ryan and I just felt like Natalie had said in her experience of an instant rush of strength and peace, and I knew that he was there, and I knew that he wanted me to know he was there, and. And I just stood there for probably twenty minutes and talked to him as if he were standing next to me, and um, told him all the things, and got everything off my chest. And then when I was done, I felt him telling me, "Put your chin up, put your shoulders back. You've got this. You're gonna be okay. Everything's gonna work out." And just like a brother would in real life, put his arms around me and say, "You can do it." Off you go. <laughs> And it was it was incredible. And and that's happened multiple times. That one was just the most recent. It's not just with my brother Ryan too. We have we have grandparents that we love so so much and they do the same thing for us, um, too. And and I oftentimes that's through music and and lots of other ways. But um I just I just know that Heavenly Father allows them that chance to uh provide us the strength and protection and guidance when we need it.
0: Yeah. And I think the the cool and frustrating part at the same time is it's a little nebulous. We we are not given clear instructions Gosh. on how that works, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I I have the same thing. Like my grandpa Charles, um, Owen's middle man, sake. Mm. <laughs> he just I mean shows Charles. up. He shows up in dreams, you know, and yeah, yeah. and he's the only. Yep. Ancestor that does that, and it's super weird, and I don't know why.
2: It's really, really um, amazing. But he
0: comes there at important times, mm-hmm. and i something I learned from your dad, actually, Lindsay, is he said that, it, and I didn't know you could pray like this, but I, I think it's actually totally legit. Is like Heavenly Father, you can just say hi to Grandpa for me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that all the time.
5: That's so awesome. Uh-huh.
3: I know we do that for Ryan's birthday. Mm-hmm. We'll be like. Tell tell Ryan we said happy
5: birthday.
3: <laughs> it's good to know your middle name now, Owen. I can use it at school.
5: Mm-hmm. Owen Charles Keister. <laughs> well, I think you will have to because I because uh, you here. are <laughs> That's smart. That's smart. You That's
1: <laughs> could change it, and that could be something you do when you're being good. I don't yes. your name. Oh Owen oh, oh, Charles Charles Easter. <laughs> star. Gold star.
5: Right. That's just weird. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Doesn't have to be.
0: We've covered a lot. What are, anything else? Um the questions we talked about pre-show, Tina or Lindsay, you wanted to get into?
3: Huh? We didn't really
0: do about this question. No.
4: Which one? About the no, most interesting thing you, you're learning right now. Oh, mm. mm-hmm. I always find that interesting. Yeah. What
1: Mandy, they're... did you have today? That I think <laughs> <laughs> I said oh, so you, about you did about DJ. Yeah. Yes.
4: So the question mm. is, what is the most interesting thing you're learning about mm. right now? Mm-hmm. And I know um, for sure. My nerdy orchestra son would want to hear about what Natalie's been learning. Yes. <laughs> and I i don't understand. I don't know what it means. And David would like to know.
3: And David would also like to know.
0: First ever li- live question. <laughs> <last year. laughs>
3: um, okay. So those of us in orchestra or dorchestra. Is what well, you know we used to <laughs> loving do that? Do they? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> the, the the dorkiness doesn't ever go away. No, nope. still there. <laughs> so for cello players or even for bass players, there's you know typically you play your hand is usually played back kind of by where your face is. For those of you who can't see me, <laughs> um, your left hand is is up where your face is, but there are for the higher notes. Um, there's like um it feels very much like wild territory up there. You come up to what's called thumb position where your thumb becomes okay, on a cello, your thumb and the back where you're you guys, I don't know how to explain this. <laughs> <laughs> Basically it's hard. Thumb position is hard and um it takes a lot of practice and it doesn't feel very natural. And I'm learning it for Lamb of God for the mm. I have been learning it for years but I've been trying to like really hone in on it the past couple years because of Lamb of God because Lamb of God is extremely difficult music. The hardest I've ever played even in college when I still played this is the hardest piece i've ever done so i've been really trying to hone in on thumb position and it's uh it's interesting and i'm realizing that it doesn't come very easy for me but i'm trying so it's been fun but and then the other thing i said was sourdough sourdough is my daughter came to me and she was like mom how do you can you make like your own yeast for your bread First of all, who asks that? <laughs> <laughs> yep. But my Bailey has a brain that just is so curious. And she she said, I said, well, yeah, people can make your own sourdough starter. And that's your natural yeast. And, and so uh, because of her, we've started this new um, study and research into sourdough. And it's been fun. I've really enjoyed it. I really like being in the kitchen. So... It's a new something to do in the kitchen that I've never done before. And tell David I'll share my sourdough starter with him. He will be so excited.
1: <laughs> and I will reap the benefits. And actually, yes.
0: I, I was just thinking it... I, in my head, it popped in that another question we ask is, how would a perfect day go for you? Uh-huh. One of the things you mentioned is eating good food, and some of it has to be bread.
1: Yep. <laughs>
2: Thank you. That was a good uh, answer. <laughs> <laughs> it does have to be bread. I, like that. I said with family, like somewhere beautiful or on a beach, but I would yeah. add with good with, food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bread. Yep, bread is, bread is um, probably my favorite yeah. food. That's awesome. I'm like,
4: even when we had the power out, like that was the one thing my family wanted to eat. They were mm-hmm. like, "Mom, can you make bread?" Like, yes, I have a Dutch oven. I can probably figure that out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So we made bread even yeah. when we didn't have That's any power. Awesome. So yeah, bread is the thing. Yep. It is, is
3: mm-hmm. so good. Okay, Mandy, your turn. Yeah, what are you learning about, Mandy?
4: Well,
2: I mine was I'm starting and I started a new job this year. So really, my brain has been very much about um, helping. it children learn how to learn so i don't have a whole lot to add but i did say i've just read recently the the holy invitation anthony sweat i think is who wrote that right Mm -hmm. um and i was i'll just do a plug for that i loved um it was it was very thought-provoking i i feel like the reason i i grabbed a few books about the temple because oftentimes i'll go to the temple and i feel like it's so routine and i feel like oh i'm going and i'm going through the session and i'm checking the box and. And all those things. But I feel like I don't get a lot out of it often, to be honest. And so I was I'm trying to help myself dive into that a little bit more. And this this book was really it's small. It was a quick read, but it has a really neat analogy in it. And um, I I love his approach to the endowment. And so I'll just plug that you should read it. Well, I'm kind, kind of interested in that, awesome.
4: actually. Yeah, I think I think a lot of us kind of struggle with that same thing. Yeah, I know. Yes. Yes. I struggled for years. Like, I don't want to go to the temple because I don't mm-hmm. feel anything when I'm there yeah yeah and I think that it was just a mindset kind of yes. thing and I've I had mm-hmm. some friends kind of help me work through it and yeah. like and it is a good experience for me but I, I think we get into that overthinking thing Yeah, you know, yeah. like we're yeah. expecting something big yeah. to happen every right. time we go right and I don't feel like it has to be that way mm-hmm. but what is some of the things that you've been learning about mm-hmm. that like your temple experience
2: yeah I love he so he talks about the how the endowment is giving you the power and capacity to stand in the presence of God. And he uses an analogy of a of a, a boy, I don't know if he's a squire or whatever, who that lives in this kingdom, and then he receives this, this invitation to come to the palace and meet with the king. And it talks about the process that this boy goes to to be able to be in the presence of the king and it also talks about how things are done differently in the temple than what than we what we would do in modern times and why it is that way it it just lets you see it from a different angle mm-hmm. and 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 understand why we do some of the processes that we do in the temple and and it's very accessible it's not some big giant book that's really in depth it's 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 very accessible to anyone and i i just love that it kind of lets you look at it from other angles
0: I, I like him as an author. I, I told you when I went on the Leading Saints podcast a couple years ago. Um, I got to meet him. You listen to that, Owen? You give me a face. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you my episode. But anyway, so it it's interesting because one thing he brought up when we were talking is, you know, why don't we talk more about the temple? There's power in our life just by sharing that with our kids and with, you know, if we're if we're leading people in the church, sharing that and. Um, I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. Another thing I'll plug from him is um, a talk he gave at BYU called We Need an Endowment. It's like a 30-minute mm. uh, talk, but it's just, it's really good for anybody who's about to go to the temple or is continuing to go back.
3: Yeah. So write that down. I know. That's what I'm doing mm-hmm. too. Yeah.
4: Because I think like you don't have to have a a deep insight every time you go to the sure. temple, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, like that you were saying that there's just power in the endowment that that those covenants and those steps that we are making with Heavenly Father gives us that power mm-hmm. in our daily lives. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about that moment when you're mm-hmm. there. Um, it's good to be focused, right, mm-hmm. and, and yep. feel the spirit over yeah. there. But I don't think that that is the only time when the endowment is important to yeah. us. You know what I mean? Yep
1: got a whole mm. book list yeah, I
0: know I have a lot of time in the car I listen to books
3: what was the last yeah. one that you mentioned <laughs> Paul
0: the the talk it was uh we need an endowment okay
1: Thank you. Um, I thought there was somebody sitting
3: there's there.
0: creepy things going on around <laughs> here that people <laughs> can't see <laughs>
3: Fine. It's probably we've been talking yeah. too
0: much about the other side.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's probably one of our <laughs> one of our family members just wanting to like make yeah. the plug into the yeah, exactly. into the episode. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You did that.
0: Like, <laughs> 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 uh, anything else we wanted to get into, guys? Uh, there's a lot we could do, but we're no. hitting we on been two hours and chatty. <laughs> and, yeah. <you> guys, <laughs> no, this has been this has Hi. been awesome. Should we do the last question?
5: Okay, I have a very important question. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, for both of you. Uh, what is your opinion on Taylor Swift?
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Taylor Swift is that's coming back. Wow. It's oh been a good while. It's a, a good question.
5: question.
0: <laughs> so if you guys if you guys will listen to the podcast, uh, Taylor Swift comes up a lot. Okay. I have heard uh, her come up a okay. few okay. uh-huh.
2: <laughs> She's here. Well, I my experience with Taylor Swift is mostly because my girls love Taylor Swift. And so um, I think I think she's great. I think she I love her music. I really do. But I have to say that I wasn't I was drawn to her because my girls were drawn to her first. So I'm like a secondhand Taylor Swift Swiftie is what I should say. I'm a secondhand Swiftie. But no, I love her. And my students love her. They ask to listen to Taylor Swift
3: on the daily. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm kind of in the same camp. I I like her. I don't have a lot of complaints about her. I think that she's, it's kind of impressive, the career that she has. And her music is catchy. So, no. uh,
2: yeah. What, the, what is your opinion on Yeah, this I'm like? curious, Owen. <laughs>
3: mm. Hmm. 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 Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: then,
5: it's okay if it's different I from need ours.
0: A, I, need no. a, I need to know well, Lindsay's I opinion, too.
5: Well, I like her. The music is good. Actually my teacher is like a huge swifty. Yes, she is. So, <laughs> she
3: is. I have <laughs> seen her Halloween mm-hmm. costume. Mm-hmm.
5: Oh yeah. She is mm-hmm. a big swifty. Yeah, her music is good.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, but her music
3: is good. What do you are you swifty
0: It's
1: it's hilarious to hear the word swifty because it's like there's certain artists that can go like through different generations. Yeah. Because when I was in my early twenties, like she's not much younger than me. Right. And when she first started, she was a country artist. And yes. so I I knew about her and loved her then. And so yeah. for me, I am actually a little more partial to her, her, her country, country her yeah. stuff. Era. Mm-hmm. But I, I still totally love I, I, I'm a fan, but it's, I just think it's funny. I'm like, I was a Swifty first, Owen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is going to, I was there too
0: beforehand. I mm-hmm. was like defending her when she was a country artist, but it is interesting. Like, she'll probably define the generation. Absolutely. So, and I remember in the 80s thinking when Michael Jackson was so big, oh, like we will never see mm-hmm. another like Michael Jackson level mm-hmm. celebrity as far as in that space. And now it's like, mm. yep,
3: pretty sure. But she's kind of there. Yeah, yeah. she's. Uh, I agree with you. Defining a generation, I think, is exactly right.
0: <laughs> um, Good I'd, for her. We'll do. We'll do the real last question now.
1: Um, okay. <laughs> Tina, Tina doesn't like it. Tina is not yeah. a Swifty. <laughs> <She>, I, I <laughs> can see it on my the quiet. Kind of she was trying a little. She was trying yeah. not to I roll did, her eyes. I didn't. I
4: didn't want to rude at the parade. It's fine. Yeah. Like, it's okay. I'm, I'm not a fan. I don't yeah. know. Like some of her music is sketchy. I'm not gonna lie. I went to see her era's concert with some friends that were like big time Swifties, mm. and it was a fun concert. But there's a lot of things that I feel maybe I don't want to say because it makes me look like a prude. But like, yeah. I it just there's stuff that's fine. We need to have your own. I don't. Maybe it's just because I work with the youth true. a lot. Like yeah. I feel like she's so popular with that age group. Yeah, and there's. Things that just don't mesh with yep. how I feel you should present to, because, you know, like, her huge, her biggest demographic is probably teenage girls. Yep. And um, I just feel like some of the things that she's presenting are not what I would want to be presented to my daughter. Sure. No. Um. So, I don't, like, I feel bad about saying that because <laughs> I know she doesn't have the same knowledge that I have. and uh, She doesn't have the same experience that I've had. But at the same time, like... I don't yeah. really want my daughters to be Swifties. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: just, it's it's also like hard at her way. age. She's yeah. in her mid-30s. Like, at what yeah. point do you, I don't know, like, right. when you're 50, <laughs> are you still, like, the... Right.
0: Are you still the cool? Ask yeah. Madonna.
4: Teenage. I was, was going to yeah. say. Yeah. She's,
1: yeah.
4: Just, that's got to be a rough road.
2: See, I right? thought Mandy
0: was going to say she didn't like her taste in football teams.
4: <laughs> well, I do.
2: I don't like her taste. Oh. <laughs> I, don't I, don't don't you, things. I was, like, kind of turned off. I... I, I was turned off by her because I would see her cheering for the Chiefs and I was like, Ew. Oh. like Stop doing that.
1: <laughs> Do you're cheering for the wrong team. Oh. That's <laughs> funny.
5: <laughs> so, I just remember like when we came over to your house for the Super Bowl thing, mm-hmm. at the end of the prayer, I was like, Oh, and please let bless that the 49ers would <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah, pray for the
2: 49 that's, awesome. that's true.
0: Not all, you know, not all prayers are answered and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. alright we'll, we'll do a modified last question. So how, we've gotten into this a little bit already, but what has your membership throughout your life in the Church of Jesus Christ uh, done to help you as a family uh, develop a closer relationship with Jesus Christ?
3: Um, I think I would say that it has made myself and my family more intentional about how we live our life and how we spend our time. Instead of <laughs> this sounds a little um I don't know, funny, but I've heard Elder Bednar talk about, you know, things are some things are meant to be acted upon, and other things are meant to be uh, what's the, how does he say that?
0: acted or or acted or acted upon, yeah,
3: yeah, um, and are
4: meant to act and not to be acted,
3: yes. and it's and that just kind of goes along with being intentional. And intentional in the way of becoming better and stronger as a family unit and finding, uh, yeah. Yeah,
2: no, I, I I forget exactly the wording of your question, but I know it was, it was something, had the knowledge of...
0: Yeah, the, your experience in the church and how it's affected your family's relationship with Jesus Christ.
2: Um, yeah, I think um, I... I feel like I say this until I'm blue in the face to the young women. So if they're any if they're listening, I'm sorry because you've heard it so many times. The knowledge that we have that we've been given is such a gift. I, years ago at girls camp, they did an activity with us where they started it out by putting a whole bunch of rocks out on a table and said, "Choose a rock." And we had there was no frame of reference of what we were choosing it for or anything. So we we all chose a rock and then and then after we had picked it they said okay now you're going to put that in your shoe and you'll wear that while we go through these this course and that has stuck with me for ever since then for years and years had i known what i was choosing that rock for i would have chosen something very tiny but we and and that's what we have that's what we've been given in the church and that's what our savior has given us he's given us a knowledge of where we came from, why we're here, where we're going. And and that knowledge guides every single thing that we do and who we become and how we spend our time and everything. It affects everything. I think that that is such an incredible gift that we often take for granted in just the knowledge that we have and the relationship that we have with our Savior.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Connection Podcast with Natalie Moon and Mandy Bodley. I know that we did a lot, and we have plenty of awesome episodes coming up. And again, I'm not going to spoil it, so you're just going to have to tune in. What I will tell you is we finally did order some more swag. We have some special stickers. Super fans of the show will know about the butterfly with the jackhammer. Yeah, that's coming out. We're going to have a sticker. We're going to have a pop socket, maybe more coming your way. You'll have to stay tuned or or come in to join the set one day in order to get one because it is not something you can buy and it is limited time only. Till next time guys, take care.